Welcome to the Progressive Patriots Podcast, the show where military veterans from all walks of life and branches of service give insights and outlooks on current events around the country. Our aim is to unite the country under a common banner of progress for all people of any color and creed, even those with whom we may not see eye to eye. Recording is going. Did you guys watch the debates last night? Well, quote-unquote debates. Or fortunately. Yeah, I I would say fortunately. That shit was rough. Oh, no. You got any key moments that really threw you off? Yes, I have several that we will get into. Hmm. I think I guess that's as good a pivot as any. So, hmm. Yeah. This is the inaugural, the debut of the Progressive Patriots. Uh, My name is Leo. You might know me from other Lux Media shows like B-Sides Boxing or Hard Shell Tacos. I am joined today by Miss Tasha and Bryson. Uh, If you could please, Miss Tasha, introduce yourself a little bit. Absolutely. My name is Tashandra, but I go by Tasha P. I am a U.S. Navy veteran just joining in on the conversation and ready to get things kicked off and started. (laughs) And Mr. Bryson. Yeah, my name's uh, Bryson. I was in the Marine Corps for five years. Uh, currently going to college, super interested in sociology, uh, and just love talking and debating about what we're about to get into. Cool. So, yeah, like I said, my name is Leo. I was in the Marine Corps as well. Uh, yes, I was one of those, a devil one, though. Uh, 2007 <laughs> to 2013, that. I was deployed to Afghanistan in 2011 which is about as fun as you can imagine. So let's get right into it. My first line here I have, I like that I listen to the some NPR shows and I love that they do this. We are recording at it, in Arizona time. It's uh, just after 1900 on September 28th. So things might be different by the time this is hitting your ears. Okay, getting into the news. So, President Biden visited the UAW picket line in Detroit. Obviously, because Biden is do, is breathing, Republicans are upset. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Ms. Tasha, I'd like to start with you. What are you, just general thoughts on, uh, on Biden hitting the picket line? This is an unprecedented move. Oh, yeah. For me personally, when you see presidents take an interest in anything involving workers standing up for their rights, unionizing and speaking their voices. It's always something that is a blessing as well as something that is also a concern. Because for me, it shows that in the past, other presidents really didn't have their finger on the pulse of the people. So I'm glad that he was able to go down there and make his uh, debut, so to speak. My question is, what now? What changes are going to come from him making this visit? Is it going to influence any laws that will assist unionization? Is it going to assist us with higher pay wages? Is it going to assist us with this inflated economy that we're dealing with? My thing is, don't just show up just to show right. up. Performative. Put some actions behind those words. Yeah. So something that I I wondered the same thing is I think he's good friends with the CEO of one of those three auto automakers. Um, I. 
am not remembering her name at the moment, but they're good friends, right? So he shows up to the picket line of her workers on what looks to be their side. So the optics are a little weird for me. Bryson, I'd like to get your opinion. Like, do you actually to what Miss Tasha said, like, how do you think, what do you think comes of this? Is anything good? Can anything good come from this? Yeah, I think, I think he's going to get more votes from it. You know, I think that's really what it's all about. You know, it's about optics. You know, I, I'm not really sure how, like, pro-working class Biden is, you know? Uh, he does a lot of things and has done a lot of things, even as vice president, that weren't necessarily very pro-working class. And, you know, from my perspective, he supports, you know, the wealthy just as much as anyone else. Obviously, I, I don't really think it's a bad thing. Um, you know, supporting unions, I, I think, is amazing. So... Overall, I give it a good job. You know, like, I, I think he did the right thing. Gold know? star on uh, yeah. Biden's calendar sheet. Yeah, exactly. Perfect, yeah. Hopefully he can get some more before uh, the election. I think that's what even what my reluctance to give the, you know, the thumbs up about it was, is what's going to actually, what is this going to actually accomplish besides making him look good? Um, which, you know, that's fine and dandy for the, when it comes to election day, but it's not going to get, more money in the work in the wallets of the workers which is ultimately what this is about so it's i guess it's uh gonna continue to we're gonna have to continue waiting to see if anything's gonna come i haven't heard if how the negotiations with uaw and the automakers are going but we'll see tangentially i don't know i didn't look into the specifics but the writers guild is has reached a tentative deal and it sounds like from some other some writers that i know of and know that it's pretty solid deal for them uh residuals i think a big one is ai writing and residuals on uh, streaming services which is huge retroactive pay on on those residuals too so that's pretty awesome for them i think that the screen actors guild is close to something but uh, that's another one that I'm still watching watching and waiting to see what happens now this one I have this little piece I have written down because it's uh, I found it humorous so President Biden spoke indirectly to uh, pre former President Trump through the media saying that the MAGA movement is a threat to American democracy so uh, like you know and in other news water is wet fire is hot I'm not sure if you guys are aware of these things, but I really don't think that uh, Mr. Trump cares. If anything, that's what he wants. He wants to be an autocrat. Yeah, and I feel like it's just kind of throwing fuel on the fire. I feel like that's not really the right way to say it, you know? How would you I, craft I, I think, it? Well, I, I feel like he's just giving, like, right-wing news ammunition, like a sound bite, like, look, they think you're, you know, they think you're idiots, you know? Like, they're just, it's really just feeding their side i think but you know if it was me you know i would just strongly urge people to reconsider how they look at certain things I, it, it's really tough it's like how do you how do you get people to completely rearrange their views when they're so far into what basically is kind of a cult how do you reason um, people out of positions that they did not reason themselves into they didn't yeah. arrive there by logic yeah. exactly uh yeah Ms. Sasha, if you could, please, I'd like for you to weigh in on this as well. 
Well, I've been doing a lot of research on World War II. It's just fascinating to me to look at how things transpired in Europe after everything fell apart for the German people following World War I. And when you look at history, you can see the writing on the wall of the possibility of another rise of a potential Adolf Hitler. You can see the writings of a potential uprising in the region here in the United States. And I've listened to several Republican representatives make comments like Hitler was right. What the So when what? I hear when I <laughs> What? There are sound bites oh of some goodness. of them either running oh, yeah. for office or who are currently in office. Wow. Who have made comments to Hitler having a relative bearing to correctness. And and that's as someone who's a person of color that is scary to me especially when you see how they weaponized the term woke yes which is the same thing they did when they weaponized the term jew in in world war ii the same way they started to go in and burn books there is video of republican representatives burning books with flamethrowers yeah i've seen those yeah they're right across the border from me too so (laughs) that's mind-blowing to me you know, both my, my grandfathers fought in World War II. They came home battered and broken. And they still came home to segregation. And in many ways, when you look at redlining, redistricting, when you look at the fights that we're having for voters' rights, for people of color and immigrants, it's the same thing. It's history repeating itself. Right. It's scary. It's, it is scary, how and especially how they tout themselves to be the... Like we're on the right side of history. We are the historians, so we're preventing another atrocity or whatever. Like, what's what? What atrocity are you are you preventing? The one that Tucker Carlson told you is happening? Like, please, please spare me. Completely unrelated. I recall hearing that at what you mentioned um, that your grandfather's fought in World War II, that there were a lot of black men who stayed in Europe because exactly because of what you said they come back home to be treated like shit here so no thanks i'll stay in france where they treat me like a person and that's where a lot of the um, native black populations of those countries come from not entirely not only that many were left behind one of my grandfathers no was left behind Whoa. yeah when I the army pulled out they some of them stayed willingly because they had families there and men like my grandfather had to work bussing dishes and waiting tables and they all put their money together to buy their ticket to come back to the u.s because the army left them behind man so yeah (laughs) it reminds me of present day the veterans that have been deported after serving exactly it's like no one no one really cares you know it just (laughs) blows my mind yeah uh, you did your job all right now get out (laughs) yeah Uh, Yeah, that's one of the things that we were talking about on the call that I just got off of was there's a small, it's small at the moment, but we're developing a Latin American Veterans Caucus or Conference Coalition thing. And Mm -hmm. that's that's our first big project is working to get deported veterans back and give them the the citizenship that they were promised. Like if you go to war for this country, then you're a citizen of it. That's that's the lie that they were fed. And I don't I don't understand how they're doing that because I know when I was active duty, 
I started with many people in all four branches of the service that once they became pretty much enlisted and they served a particular time, they were automatically American citizens. So I don't know how they're doing it now where they're going back and deporting them after they've served tours yeah. in war for this country. And I, that's just blowing my mind. So what exactly are the Democrats doing about that? Right now, there is there have been... Uh, somewhere in the mid 80s of number of repatriations so there have been some that have been brought back and they're they're at least in the process of getting their citizenship but this ha it seems to be right now like one-off situations where the paperwork hits the right person's desk and things start moving so the the plan right now that we're doing we're partnering with the ACLU to start lobbying for a house resolution that they have for a bill that they have structured to for somebody to start pushing for it to be on the floor. I guess we're going to see if they uh, actually love the troops or not, as they love to say. Right. All right, let's move on here to the bogus impeachment inquiry. Uh, I, how, I, I'm not sure how else to inflect my yes let's just get into it so <laughs> the proceedings i believe started today and the chair of the committee mr james comer from kentucky republican the american people demand accountability for this culture of corruption so as i took as i wrote that down my notes were i'm curious to know what he thinks about kushner getting executorship of multi-billion dollar hedge funds from the Saudis conveniently the moment he leaves office or leaves a, an official position and uh, Ivanka, precious Ivanka gets Chinese patents extremely easily which are difficult for other American enterprises to get so she kind of ha got open free access to the Chinese market which is huge for any business and uh, yeah there's plenty of other ways that uh, Mr. Trump and his family benefit, benefited from his time in office. Whereas here, um, Mr. Jamie Raskin, the Democrat out of Maryland, if Republicans had a smoking gun or even a dripping water pistol, they would be presenting it, but they got nothing. How much nothing do they have? Uh, Ms. Tasha, if you could please. Well, I, I watched the, uh, the young Democratic senator from Texas. I can't think of her name right now. I watched her just literally read them for filth when she was going through the 90 plus counts that has been bought against Trump thus far. I, I want the American people to also think about the fact that in Trump Towers, there was an office where a Chinese state bank was housed at, where he was also doing American business in this non-secure space at Trump Towers. So that's already wrong off the bat. But to even try to put the American people through this, this mock trial of trying to find something wrong with the Biden administration, when you had a president that literally tried to orchestrate a coup to take yeah. over the government that, in the United States. I don't know why they try to soften the language. They tried to actively overthrow the government and failed. In any Literally. other time period, these people would be at the gallows. And that's not hyperbole. I feel right. like the biggest thing for me is thinking about how we don't have any mechanisms to actually help against something like that. 
Yeah. I mean, one, half the country has a completely different, like, they're living in a completely different reality, right? So how do you deal with that? But just the the way that there's no way to actually prevent this from continuing, um, just the slow grind of, like, anything, like, actually happening on, on this front is, I think, mind-numbing for most people. Uh, and I, honestly, I think it keeps a lot of people away from even keeping up to date with it. Yeah, the, it's that's one of the things that I feel is an attempt. It's like a feature, not a bug. That they yeah. want the I say I say this as a Republican politicians, specifically MAGA Republican politicians, are trying to make us jaded, cynical, and tired, and just tired of the shit. I'm not listening anymore. I just I'm gonna go to work. And I'm going to do my job and I'm going to come home and I'm going to pet my dog and play with my kids. And I don't want to hear what you guys have to say anymore. And that gives them license to essentially do whatever they want. And that's exactly what's happening because the average person can't even tell you the latest developments of whatever we're calling this trial here against the Hunter Biden situation. (laughs) And they don't really know what's going on with Trump's situation because they're inundated with so much yeah. information and it's happening so fast. And the very fact that nothing has happened to Donald Trump is At what's all. really blowing the minds of many is that this man is still possibly the front runner to be the nominee for the Republican Party very likely. to run for president again. Yeah, very likely gonna be the, he's gonna be the candidate barring something, which like the RNC is not gonna bar him from candidacy, but there's a, there are movements by some secretaries of state, uh, Arizona being one of them, that to get him barred from the ballot because he's a convicted felon or an indicted felon. Indicted felon, that's right. Uh, so there's that. At the very least, it gets him off the ballot, with, at which point it's going to go up to the Supreme Court, of course. It's going to be argued that to that level. So on the Hunter Biden thing specifically... An interesting trend I've noticed in the circles I traffic in is that anybody and everybody says, if he did something wrong, okay then, try him. Send him to jail. I don't care. I don't give a shit what his name is. I don't, okay, is it uh, Hunter Clinton? I don't care. Go ahead, send them to prison. If that's where, if they did something to belong there, then go ahead. And I, I don't know, I think that they're trying to paint a parallel because it's very clear that Trump's and his family are self-serving people. Uh, <laughs> I'll that's leave good. it. That's at a the, nice way to put yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> they're self-serving people, and the corruption is clear. If not, if you could at least see hints of it, if you don't look, if you don't see it outright. But uh, Mr. Biden, to his credit, isn't. Um, say what you will about his politics, whether you agree with them or not. He still seems to be a pretty level guy. At the very least, he has some semblance of integrity. And that's what this it, is, is an attempt to paint him with the same brush. That, well, oh yeah, Trump got impeached. Well, look, now Biden is impeached too. See, there, every politician sucks. I'm curious about both of your perspectives on that. Um, because it's tough for me. I'm a socialist, I think. Uh, I, sh- I should always, always add, I think, because, you know, it's always ever evolving and there's still a lot I have to learn about. But knowing Biden being a part, from my perspective, of the ruling class, yeah. um, 
I see him as having more integrity, like you said, but it's still really tough to think he's not just as much of a horrible person, uh, especially knowing certain policies that <laughs> that all, a lot of different, you know, Democratic politicians um, have supported. Right. Uh, it, it's still tough for me, um, but I definitely completely agree. Uh, it's definitely not parallel to what Trump is doing. There's definitely something way worse. <laughs> Uh, don't compare um, me it, to the almighty compare me to the alternative is his favorite refrain yeah, yeah. which makes perfect sense because i mean if you're standing the two the two men next to each other uh, it's not even a contest as to who has even like some semblance oh, yeah. of a good heart yeah, yeah at least biden is adhering to the current system you know? sure i might i may not like the system yeah, it's not great but at least he's not trying to turn it into something worse yeah absolutely I wanted to mention two other things on this topic. Representative Jason Smith, a Republican from Missouri, he had a pretty brief press conference after the after the initial hearing, and he got into a pretty heated discussion with a particular reporter. And they go, and the reporter is referencing material in the evidence, the 700-page evidence book or whatever that they keep talking about. And he mentions some pieces and he says, well, if you look at the time frame, which it was in August of 2017, what Biden was not vice president. He was not even a, he's not a declared candidate at the time. Where is the criminality? Where's the wrongdoing? And they went back and forth on that until uh, Mr. Smith asked what, uh, what agency are you with? NBC. Oh, okay. So you're, yeah, you're never going to believe me anyway. So what's the point? Next question. Um, some subject matter experts. One, George Washington University, uh, Professor Jonathan Turley. Uh, he's a law professor, I believe. And uh, forensic accountant Bruce Dubinsky. These two had like a joint shared opinion that the panel has enough evidence to open an inquiry, but not enough to justify bringing charges. Law professor Michael Gerhardt out of uh, University of North Carolina says there was there's not enough credible evidence to justify the probe and warn the public that it's a partisan hit job, pretty much. Tasha, which of these two are you leaning more towards? Well... <clears throat> I have yet to see anything that is concrete enough to say that the law was broken, charges need to be brought, he is guilty, and he should be in jail. Not anything that blatantly blares out as Trump being present during January 6th, you know. So, as, as if I've already stated, as we say in the Navy, it's all smoke and mirrors. Yeah. It's just a way to try to justify I guess degrading or making the Biden administration look corrupt while trying to deal with the actual charges of corruption that is being brought against the former president that is now trying to run for president again. So it's it's all a, a play. It's a facade. Absolutely. I think that's it for this. I wanted to talk a little bit about Bob Menendez. Democrat senator out of New Jersey. He denies all the alleg... Okay, yeah, timeline thing. So he was found in his home to have been hiding stacks of cash in his suit pockets in his closet. There were gold bars. So after a little bit more digging, 
it was found that through his wife he had relationships with some Egyptian nationals and they were you know orchestrating business deals like a, a they were trying to get a monopoly on halal meat exportation to Egypt Bob Menendez was giving information on American personnel state defense etc that are in Egypt and what like kind of like what they're doing when uh, Jamal Khashoggi the journalist that the Saudi Arabian government butchered like an animal when that happened it was he helped cover up the fact that Egypt was involved and he gave them heads up to have so they could have their like counter their rebuttal or counter statement prepared and also they got a really nice car I'm sure there's a whole lot more so this is not the first time that Mr. Menendez has been accused of corruption a hung jury got him off last time so naturally again he's denying everything the first two people to speak out were Senator Senator Fetterman a Democrat out of Pennsylvania and Mr. Sherrod Brown out of Ohio the only two that really said anything and um, Representative Andy Kim is going to be running uh, primarying Menendez in 2024 so Bryson is this par for the course is this the shit that the Republicans were looking for so they can say look they do it too I think I think in future episodes we're gonna have to figure out a soundboard so that we can get like a, a, a closing jail cell so we can just like spam <laughs> I know from like their perspective like they're gonna throw this all over you know the news on Fox News and OAN or whatever all that stuff is I think that might be the onion but it's it's as simple as like if he did it throw him in jail you yep. know like it's not it's not that hard I don't care <laughs> maybe we I, could I use think the... that's what everyone wants <laughs> yes <laughs> put absolutely. the people that deserve it where they need to be <laughs> doesn't matter what letters are next to their name oh goodness this this is the kind it is the kind of corruption that you come to expect out of politicians it's unfortunate but it's like the reality that we've been dealing with for a long time it's not that it's new especially not with Menendez it's not new for him uh, I think it's been an open secret that he's a corrupt type of dude. So hopefully something happens this time. Uh, let's move to the government shutdown because this is huge. We are. It is. This is a. It's the 28th and 235959 on Saturday is after that. It's like 70 million families that rely on uh, federal assistance for like for nutrition for their kids they're gonna be cut off uh, military families aren't gonna be paid among a lot of other things so what is it um, Matt Gates everybody's favorite said that there is no stopgap no stopgap measures even if it avoids a shutdown absolutely does not care Miss um, Tasha how would you like to Describe your feelings of having the economy held hostage. We've seen this story play out time and time again. Uh, for me, it started mostly during the Obama administration during his first term in office. And we've watched both Democratic and Republican representatives hold the American economy as well as just the American standard hostage to not being able to budge and get work done. It's at the point now where 
I think Americans are so sick and tired of both sides (laughs) and is so tired of watching this back and forth and the inability to put Americans first over dirty politics and red meat, red herring arguments to the point where I think people are just fed up. I know I am. Nobody should have to forego their benefits, their pay, feeding their families, whatever assistance that they receive over things like this. It's ridiculous. Is my VA, my disability going to be stopped? I didn't even and, think and about that. And that's what I was wondering about. Yeah, because I want to make sure I get paid too. Doesn't Navy Fed might cover you? I don't know if anyone does Navy Fed. I have. Yeah, I have Navy Fed. They might. Uh, yeah, definitely I know, not sponsored. Just saying. Yeah, the USAA <laughs> I think does the same thing. They'll cover you for a few months and then they'll get it back later. So one thing, Bryson, I wanted to bring up to you to get your initial thoughts first. The thing that is called Marjorie Taylor Greene says that any funding to Ukraine must be explicitly removed, not a single cent to Ukraine ever again. And her, she predicates this on child sex trafficking that is perpetrated by the Ukrainian government. The list of her evidence let me list it all here for you. There you go. She's got nothing. Well. It's just, just <laughs> queuing on bullshit. You know what I mean? That's all. That's all it is. And so, question on what's going to yeah. happen? Like we, uh, Ukraine is depending on us pretty heavily, among other nations, of course. I think a few countries. Uh, was it Poland that said they were going to stop uh, giving them money uh, or something like that? Uh, or stop send, sending them arms. I forget. I, and one, I am definitely not an expert on this <laughs> situation going on in Ukraine right now. As far as I know, from my perspective, they were attacked, right? They were. Um, so morally, they're in the right for defending themselves because I believe everyone has the right to self-defense. Sure. Um, they are defending themselves from someone who wants their land. Obviously, there's some uh, a lot of different narratives uh, behind who was right because Russia is saying there was things going on in NATO, but from uh, my perspective, Nazi really, denazification of Ukraine yeah. was one. Yeah, I'm sure it had nothing to do with oil or minerals or anything like that, right? Like, I'm sure it had to do with land or like you know uh, stealing children, nothing like that. But anyway, yeah. I think Marjorie Taylor Greene is just firmly in the pockets of individuals who are friends with Putin and those circles. Yeah. Um, I would not be surprised if that money was directly uh, from those. Yeah. (laughs) So she, she doesn't care about people in Ukraine. She cares about looking good to the people who think that Russia's uh, on the right side. I think that's really what it's all about. You agree? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, It's obvious. What is a term that I heard recently that I really like is angertainment is just doing shit to make you mad and make you pay attention. Hate watching is what I think is what she's trying to do. Tasha, do you think that Marjorie Taylor Greene actually believes what she's saying or is she just saying it because she knows it's going to do numbers? Well, you got to look at what's really going on with Russia right now and their alliances with China and why people in other countries, the the European nations, are kind of treating this with kick gloves. Because if 
China and Russia join together and start this war that I believe they're trying to start, it's literally going to set off World War Three. I know I keep saying World War Two, World War One, but we're on the brink of that, and I don't think people understand this. Uh, yeah, another thing think to think do. about. Another thing to think about is there are Russian. I think they call them Wagner or Wagner troops. Wagner. Yeah, uh, Wagner. Wagner Wagner group that are in parts of Africa right now. Yes, because remember, Russia used to help various African countries during their uprisings when their rebels were standing against their governments. So it's very fragile to look at the state of uh, relations, nation relations, as well as the trade with grain, the trade with uh, gasoline, because uh, oil and crude are also at stake right now because Russia and China want to be have a monopoly on those trades, as well as the potential for Saudi Arabia joining an alliance with those two nations, and as well as North Korea, possibly. So Marjorie Taylor Greene, I think, does not have the computing capacity to even fathom how deep this really goes because she's so far up everybody else's butt yeah. she doesn't have time to really do the research and second is this is really serious and I don't think people are paying attention to the seriousness of this because they're looking at the antics of the jesters on the, on the right but we really have to dig deeper into how, the roots of where this goes and how bad this can really get. And I, I don't think that they're even scratching the surface on dealing with this because they're trying to pretty much keep people- Yeah, they're making it a money issue and not looking at the bigger picture of what the money is preventing. And it has preventing. nothing to do with money. Uh, right. Do you think, this, do you think uh, the decisions they're making on the, on the war in Ukraine and, and different geopolitical things around the world, how much do you think those are influenced by the the uh, by the climate crisis, by maybe their perceived view that things are going to get really bad and we need to get as much as we can. Before. Think about it. Right now, the Mississippi River has seawater backing into it that's disrupting the uh, the settlement on, on both sides, as well as the drinking water, the drinking supply that people in Louisiana and the state of Mississippi are able to access to include disrupting the food, the sea life. So when you look at what's going on with the ice caps melting, the change in the, uh, the salt content in the seawater, mixing with fresh water, when you look at the forest fires, when you look at these natural disasters, I think there was just a hurricane on the East Coast. Who ever really heard of Ophelia. a hurricane hitting the East Coast? It right. made landfall in North you know. Carolina. Right. The tippy top of North Carolina ridiculous yes people in maryland and virginia felt it yep so this is it's a seriousness of not only resources and land grabs but it's also military strategic strongholds and when you talk about the continent of africa you're talking about precious minerals resources jewels whatever the case may be oil because the continent of africa is very rich with oil as well so these countries are coming together and fighting for these resources and I don't think the American people is really paying attention. They haven't woken up yet. <laughs> they're, well, they're being told that uh, being woke is a problem or a bad thing. It's really stupid. And, that, and that's why I said, look yep. at how they weaponize the term woke. So something that I think an easy, a very easy connection to make, easy like baby step simplicity of logic. If we back off of Ukraine, 
Russia's gonna take Ukraine. They, uh, Ukraine doesn't have the power to defend itself indefinitely. So, when that happens, if we back away, Taiwan is next. And Taiwan produces a lot of very high technical products that that we are a large consumer of. Um, I believe here in Arizona, actually, there's a very large semiconductor plant that's being built. And it's being built by a Ty uh, Taiwanese company. At, and like American workers are like kind of being taught how to do it. My thinking is there might not be as much of a worry of what China does to Taiwan after that. After that's up and running and at full production capacity. Uh, well, wait, well, we don't need you anymore. So you guys have fun. Uh, the some things that you mentioned, Africa. Yes, I had in uh, I have another doc with a lot more international stuff and the Wagner Group, how China is purchasing land rights or mineral rights. And but at the cost of developing infrastructure for whichever nation and I mean they're they're poor so they got they would need it from somewhere and we're not doing it anymore because we have too many restrictions on like we, what's your human rights record the, like those kinds of things right uh, your freedom index freedom of the press index and our so our help comes with stipulations whereas the Chinese doesn't just you know give us what's under underground and China yes is definitely pushing they're, they are pushing everyone's buttons in the Pacific, in the Asia-Pacific region. Uh, it's a big part of why we're helping Australia get armed. And one last thing. Iran is selling, they're cooperating with Russia, and they are close to a nuclear program as well. So the, the ingredients of a world war are absolutely in play right now. It, it, unfortunately, it seems inevitable when what we're worried about are dollars and cents and not human lives, it, which includes the climate crisis, which Vivek Ramaswamy, goodness gracious, that man. Okay, so anything more? Uh, okay, so let's move on to, I have him listed here as B.H. Trump because he's a butthead. So he goes to, at the same time that uh, President Biden went to the picket line, Mr. Trump goes to a non-union automaker facility and he visits with, they say it was a mix of union, non-union workers. I don't believe that for a second. I think that was all, it's all, it's all a stage play. Uh, I didn't hear his speech, but there, uh, there are some things that uh, Tim Scott and Mike Pence have to say about it that I would, I'll get on later. Um, Tasha, your thoughts going to the union shop and talking to the striking workers? I'm an actress. I have my BFA in theater and I also do film and commercial voiceovers. It, it was all staged to me. It was all a dog and pony show, as we say in the military. Yep. It was to make him look more humane, Man look more people. for the people. Mm -hmm. Yep, to bring him back down from the godlike status that he's been awarded by those who unconditionally worship him. And for me personally, 
and I hate to say this, but he looked like the Antichrist. I'm just putting that so. Um, there's an article about that that I'll send you. Uh, yes, absolutely staged. Absolutely trying to make him seem more human. The president of the UAW, he's issuing a statement like, like, who are you? First of all, who are these people that you're talking to? Second, why are you trying to act like you are not part of the billionaire class that you're claiming to be protecting us from or trying to help us get our fair share from? You are the exact person and your record stands to prove that you are not, absolutely not, never have been for the workers. You don't care about working class people, so stop acting like it. Have either of you seen uh, the the Biden ad that's just a bunch of Republicans talking about Biden liking unions. They yeah. put some like nice piano behind it, and it's it sounds like a great ad for Biden. Honestly, they, they had one of a Marjorie Taylor Greene where she was like, like uh, President Biden thinks he's gonna be the next uh, FDR. He's been putting X amount of money into building bridges and highways and all listing out like good accomplishments that I thought an America first candidate would like. And so, yeah, yeah, that was a, thank you. So his Georgia case of, I, I think this is a Rico case of trying to intimidate the secretary of state and the governor to <clears throat> find 11,000 such and such votes. And he was going to try to move that to federal court to get a what is a broader jury pool so there's more likely someone who supports him or it will, will be more favorable to him than what he's going to get in Fulton County of Georgia yeah. but he's not going to do that so sucks to suck <laughs> Let's see. it really makes me wonder if, if a, a Trump supporter did get on the jury if there was just would one the, would the information they're given be enough to convince them or would would they still would they still be beholden to what they've seen through their news sources there was one guy who was on the grand jury that heard the case he heard the evidence and he said i i was a trump supporter and if you heard what i heard you wouldn't be anymore either see that that would that, that would give me hope that would make me think something might actually happen yeah that's. I think uh, George is gonna televise the, the the trial, which is good. I really. Everybody needs to hear what's happening. Definitely. Uh, let's get into the Republican primary de debate. Uh, Jesus. So the six candidates were Ron DeSantis, Mike Pence, Vivek Ramaswamy, Nikki Haley, Tim Scott, and Chris Christie. These are very interesting characters. Let's let's just go down the list. Ron DeSantis speaking on the fentanyl and other drug crises, specifically at the southern border, of course. Commander in chief, I'm going to use the U.S. military to go after the Mexican drug cartels. So that's pretty alarming stuff. Like, uh, hey, Mexico, our our neighbor, we're going to, you know, invade your country, kind of, and you're going to like it. What do you think is happening here? What are another war? Is this the war on drugs fully realized? Well, he's trying to bring back those uh, that Reagan-esque toughness where he's going down and carrying out another season of Narcos and he's going to knock out the new 
Escobar and be the hero. But the crazy part about it is that's not what's really happening. The people who are coming up from the Central and South American borders are coming up because our government and many other people went there and destabilized those areas. Yep. So now there's a lot of corruption mm -hmm. that those people are running from. They are seeking asylum. So you're not fighting the war on drugs. You're fighting people's humanity coming here seeking refuge trying to take it back to reagan and you got to remember that was one of the platforms that obama used was a lot of reaganomics or reagan terms so he's trying to couple reagan in with the toughness of trump which is really nothing much more than racism to pander to that right-wing base mm -hmm. to look more conservative but then be reagan to be in the middle and it's a false attempt at even selling himself to the public, not to mention the fact that his his uh, state is suffering right now when it comes to finances and tourism because nobody wants to fool with them because of him. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, he's he's an idiot. So I'm sorry. He's, yeah. he's foolish. <laughs> this is very diplomatic of you. Yes, absolutely. We're we're treating symptoms, not actual illnesses. We're not like the all of the supposed flood of immigrants that are coming up like, OK, first of all, yes, they were like coming from Nicaragua and Honduras and Guatemala, the Central American republics, Venezuela. Uh, and if I if I'm not mistaken, there are some very well documented CIA driven coups that happened there because those countries were leaning towards socialism or even just social democracy. And yeah. we didn't like it because the Red Scare or whatever is ridiculous. So, yes, our chickens are coming home to roost. That's exactly what's happening. These people are coming here because of something that we did. And that's something that we need to rectify, not just with a wall. Sometimes when I'm watching the debate, which I haven't watched this one, I try and pretend to watch it as someone with a lot of money. Like, like, hey, you know, I, you know, maybe this time I'll pretend to be uh, a guy that owns a company that manufactures Kevlar helmets. I hear Ron DeSantis say something like that, like, oh, wow, that maybe Military I'll throw equipment. a, that, that sounds like a nice thing. I'm starting to like that guy. Maybe I'll make him uh, the, the front runner with the massive amount of money I can just throw in to uh, however they donate and right. get their dark money everywhere. But uh, that's kind of how I do it. And I really think that's how a lot of what they say goes. It's not really necessarily directed at us. They're speaking to some potential little things donors. are in there. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That puts a lot of these quotes that I got in a very different light. Kind of the, the kind of light that makes me sick to my stomach. Ooh, Let's what, do this what's one. the next one? Yeah, this is a uh, Ron DeSantis talking about the revolving door of crime. In Florida, we back the blue. We support the men and women of law enforcement. They are keeping us safe. We have a 50-year low in the crime rate. And yes, when I had two progressive prosecutors that weren't following the law in Florida, I removed them from their posts, and the people of Florida are safer as a result of it. As president, I will use the Justice Department to bring civil rights cases against all of those left-wing Soros-funded prosecutors. We're not going to let them get away with it anymore. Full conspiracy right there. The, the rich Jewish guy is the puppet master of crime. Come on now. <sighs> Again, 
go go back to the language before World War Two. Look at who they targeted. Look yeah. at the things that they would say, the language they would use. You're hearing this stuff all over again. And to just say left wing, that could be anybody that stands for LGBTQ plus rights. And nothing else. And those on the right would see it as a, a left winging person, you know, and yeah. it's all subjective. They've just changed the language. Like instead of specifically saying Jews, they're saying Soros funded. It's not it's not a secret that George Soros is Jewish. And yeah, left wing it yeah, it doesn't matter what what particular you could just stand you could be a full on MAGA hat, but you just want gay people to be treated nicely. You're still you're a left winger, doesn't matter. From my understanding, uh, he's referring to prosecutors that are are doing things along the lines of like restorative justice, like, hey, it's not nonviolent or it's not that bad. Yes. We won't just throw them in prison. So that to me sounds like, hey, if I'm president, I'm going to make sure we can keep throwing everyone we want in jail, no matter what they do. Private prisons. Yeah. Keep everyone we want in jail, which, I mean, looking at the color of my skin, that's definitely going to be me. Wonderful. <laughs> Let's go on to Mike Pence. I'm surprised I was able to stand listening to him talk this much. Okay. Union labor and wage disparity. This is the one that I was talking about earlier regarding the the UAW strike. Look, I do disagree with something Tim Scott just said. Joe Biden doesn't belong on a picket line. He belongs on the unemployment line. And I got to tell you, while uh, while the union bosses are talking about class warfare and talking about disparity in wages, I, I have to tell you, I really believe what's driving that is Bidenomics has failed. Wages are not keeping up with inflation. Auto workers and all American workers are feeling it. And families are struggling in this economy. And Joe Biden's Green New Deal agenda is good for Beijing and bad for Detroit. Tasha, please, if you could save me from the very fact that it, The very fact that this man narrowly escaped with his life on January 6th <laughs> and has the nerve to even talk about someone needing to stand in the unemployment line when his supporters were calling for Pence's death is, I, I can't fathom it. <laughs> Mike Pence of Hang Mike Pence fame. Yeah, they had an actual gallo yeah, that did. had his name on it ready for him. You know, and I'm just, I'm just, sh and I'm not shocked because I, I understand how the system of supremacy works. It's always about self-preservation and self-interest. So therefore he's gonna stand in self-interest because he wants to go back into the same system that he was a part of and pretty much, I guess, finish what they started. I don't really pay too much attention to Mike Pence, and I don't even think the right pays too much attention to him either. From what I saw in the last polls, he's he's not doing too well anyway. So I really don't think he's a threat to anybody on the Democratic side, much less I don't think they'll even give him a chance at running for uh, the nominee for the simple fact that they're not really filling him yeah. right now. Uh, that's all I had for Mike Pence. He has, like, he attracts flies as a natural baseline. That makes me uncomfortable. Okay, Vivek Ramaswamy, Bryson, this one is going to start with you on e energy and inflation. Unlock American energy. 
drill, frack, burn coal, embrace nuclear energy, put people back to work by no longer paying them more money to stay at home, stabilize the U.S. dollar itself, and rescind a majority of those unconstitutional federal regulations that are hampering our economy. That is how we unleash American exceptionalism. I think I remember who this guy's funded by, so that kind of makes sense. Sounds like he's saying, hey, when I'm when I'm president, I'm all about that oil. Oil, oil, and hey, corporations, you want to do whatever you want? Sounds good. That's pretty much it. I thought the freer the market, the freer the people. I was that's what I was led to believe. I don't know about you guys. But... Yeah, I mean I am I'm not I got a lot to say about the free market. <laughs> I got a few critiques. I'm I, not I don't too think... keen on it either. Now's not <laughs> probably not the time for me to go into that i think he's just like the shake-up candidate you know mm. and i know a lot of this is like most of them know they're not going to win they just are they get to keep that donation the, the campaign money um so they look at it i don't know what they do with that or how that it just disappears into the the ether but from what he said he knows exactly what to say to at least put him on uh the news i think and I, I think that's really what that was about. Tasha, do you think that he's uh, doing a performance to get himself a cabinet position? And think about when Herman came when he was running and he walked away with all that money and you never heard from him again until he passed away, basically. I, I think sometimes they just throw people up there as a wild card, like Brent Bryson was saying, to make yeah. sure that it looks like a stacked deck. But they already know. It's almost like when Bobby Jindal was running, you already knew he wasn't going anywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, you know, he he looks good up there because it looks like it's inclusion and diversity and anybody can come here and live the American dream. But, no, you can't. Not on that side. And you won't, <laughs> you know, because when you look at most of the staff, they don't look like the members of Common Defense. So I saw this to say he's tried to also take it back to that John McCain, Sarah Palin, drill, baby drill type, yep. you know, staunch support of oil and coal and, and all that. We're moving away from all that stuff. When you learn about quantum, when you learn about clean energy, we're not even focused on that stuff anymore. So what are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. You know, it's an outdated conversation. The My, oh, my favorite rebuttal to those things is it doesn't matter what China's doing or what Russia's doing or what India's doing, I don't care. It's a, it's a matter of what are we doing. That's what's important. Whether you like it or not, facts don't care about your feelings, buddy. First of all, climate change is a very real thing. We need to stop using that shit as soon as possible. Second, we are going towards uh, green technology for en green energy technology either way. It doesn't matter. What we're gonna have to, the shit's gonna run out. It's a finite resource. We need something else. The longer that we put off vesting ourselves into those things, developing those technologies here in the US, the, the more that India or China get to be the world leader of green energy technology. There's a lot of good paying American jobs or whatever the phrase they like. There's plenty of those. I don't know, roughnecks that work on the pipelines and stuff and are coal miners. You can very easily get vocational training on, I don't know, putting on uh, solar panels on a roof. It's not, we're not talking about sending them to like a 
computer coding classes. It's what that they're just not gonna click with. It's completely ridiculous. We should be trying to be the world leader of green energy. So I, I, I'd hate to go Joe Rogan on the first podcast, right? But hear me out. I spent a week at the Iowa State Fair listening to all of the Republicans talk. And one of the big things that they hit on was, how are we going to run our military on green energy, right? It's got to be oil. That's the only way. And, you know, to their point, it is very difficult to have fighter jets and tanks and get sure. around in a military scenario with just batteries, you know, that's not very practical. So looking at the transition to green energy, that really is going to have to be a transition away from any type of military conflict, because at that point, once we decide to have that conflict, we have to be back on oil. Unless we're just talking like, you know, solar powered drones, and that's the only way we're doing things. But, you know, at the end of the day, we got to have boots on ground at some point um, in a war. So they're scaring their base by saying like, hey, if we go to green energy, Russia and China and all those people that hate us, they can come in here and do whatever they want. So we have to have oil. So it's, it's, a, it's a tough narrative to navigate, I think. But I'm curious what you guys think about that. So you can. You can, you can have both, right? It's not like everything that runs on oil gets scrapped tomorrow. That's not what we. That's not what I mean, anyway. But other things for that are more up, uh, more stationary uh, buildings, for example. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Hydroelectric, uh, wind, uh, sea turbines. There's plenty of uh, like things that can power stationary objects or you know city power grids. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And we can keep. I don't know, military tech running how it is until we can find a viable alternative for that. Just my thinking on it. Because that's an interesting point. I didn't even, I never stopped to consider that. Yeah, that was that was one of the big things. I think it was Nikki Haley uh, talked about it, but I could be wrong. Uh, just saying like, yeah, we, that, I mean, that was the whole talking point with, with her, so. I did want to add to that. Um, the Navy ships, that I served on, they do use JP5 or jet fuel oh. uh, in order to propel their, their engines, the gas turbine in, engines. Uh, I don't know if it's changed since I was in the military, but I do see where that could be a conflict, but I also see where government contracting companies would benefit from a candidate like uh, Rishwamri, I hope I pronounced that correctly, because of the fact that he would be in support of those things, then they can also invest in in oil and coal and make sure that they constantly have that additional funding coming into their coffers while they're building these million dollar machines, war machines that they use to send us off to fight for them. There are, I think, aircraft carriers and some subs that are, they're nuclear, they're reactor powered. So that's pretty cool. I think that's really cool. Uh, I don't know how how we could how can we not scale that for different uses? I don't know. I uh, I could go into this for a long time. <laughs> I don't know how much more we, if we want to keep moving through quotes or yeah, like. uh, we're we're a little bit longer than I was hoping. But I may may have looked into personal nuclear reactors at one point. A lot of <laughs> a lot of paperwork. <laughs> um, there's another quick one that by Ramaswamy where. He said, 
I favor ending birthright citizenship for the kids of illegal immigrants in this country. Now, the left will howl about the Constitution and the 14th Amendment. The difference between me and them is I've actually read the 14th Amendment. What it says is that all persons born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the laws and jurisdiction thereof are citizens. So nobody believes that the kid of a Mexican diplomat in this country enjoys birthright citizenship. Not a judge or legal scholar in this country will disagree with me on that. Well, if the kid of a Mexican diplomat doesn't enjoy birthright citizenship, then neither does the kid of an illegal migrant who broke the law to come here. Um, Tim Scott added on to that, uh, saying that that phrasing, to take the, uh, the diplomat part a step further, that phrasing means that Im illegal immigrants are not subject to the laws of this country and therefore are not afforded uh, birthright citizenship because the parents are not uh, bound. Uh, they're not subject to the laws and jurisdiction thereof, which is pretty strange because I'm pretty sure they can't just go start robbing people and get away with it. Well, sorry, I'm not a citizen of this country, so you can't touch me. Uh, what they're not the sovereign citizen movement is ridiculous for a reason and this is just a kind of they're trying to make an analog there and it's really dumb the, it's the anchor baby shit all right Nikki Haley you know what it's not worth it we don't we don't have enough time <laughs> she didn't say anything of substance yeah I would definitely guess the rest of them you know, have nothing to say you know, I'll go back and watch it I'll get some get some sound bites or something um, here's one, Tim Scott. The only thing, like, it's, it's a lot. It's a, more of the union workers on strike. He did, something that I caught is that he started saying president, but then he stopped. He said, per, Joe Biden. I'm like, damn, are, are we, is that what we're doing? Like, you're not allowed to say he's a, he's the president. Chris Christie, interestingly, he's trying to make himself be the, the very hard anti-Trump uh, Republican, but like moderate, yeah, kind of, yeah, which kind of, uh, it, kind of like if it was between Christie and Trump, like I mean, I'm gonna go with Christie on that, but he's still not a very good guy. Uh, okay, really quick, this one is funny. It was one. <laughs> Okay, I'll, I'm just Donald Trump should be here to answer for that, but he's not. And I want to look at that camera right now and tell you, Donald, I know you're watching. You can't help yourself. I know you're watching. Okay. And you're not here tonight, not because of polls and not because of your indictments. You're not here tonight because you're afraid of being on the stage and defending your record. You're ducking these things. And let me tell you what's going to happen. You keep doing that. No one up here is going to call you Donald Trump anymore. We're going to call you Donald Duck. I Hold on, I'm gonna put this in the chat. You have to see this. Is I want you to see. Honestly, it. pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's good. It's good. I mean, kind of an outdated reference, you know. I feel like Disney's kind of. Maybe I'm just not into Disney anymore. I think only the boomers and Gen X got that. <laughs> I don't think anybody else understood. That's the face he made after he said it. It's in the chat section. <laughs> <laughs> he's so oh satisfied with himself. He, he also <laughs> looks like he's doing a Donald Duck impression at the same time. Um, I, as you know, part of the broader Lux Media Network, I do a 
a podcast on boxing. It's my favorite sport. And so ducking is a very common term when uh, one fighter is avoiding another. So uh, to me, when he said Donald Duck, that's what I took it as. Is he's just he's ducking the other candidates. But oh yeah, honestly, it's it's not only funny but kind of poetic. That's amazing. <laughs> poetic. Look at his face. I want to know. <laughs> someone had to have written it. Yeah, ex- absolutely. Do you, do you think he, someone wrote that. Absolutely, yeah. somebody wrote that for him. That, there's no doubt in my mind. But hey, they earned their money. Yeah, they earned that. They earned yeah. that clip is gonna get played a lot. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, he one thing he did do that I thought was good is he's he, he was like the only one talking about all of the other candidates are, you know, talking about Joe Biden spend 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 gov- typical government overspending, spending money we don't have, and then Christie comes in and says. Voters should blame everybody who's in Washington, D.C. They get sent down there to do the job, and they've been failing at doing the job for a very long time. And let's be honest about this with the voters. You know, during the Trump administration, they added $7 trillion, $7 trillion in national debt. And now the Biden administration has put another $5 trillion on and counting. It was a good point to bring up because, you know, they, they're always asking if president if uh, would you support so and so if they're the republican nomination or the nominee and christie is he says no but okay that's that's enough of that fucking clown show on the 30th of november there is a gubernatorial debate uh governors newsom and desantis it's going to be 90 minutes on fox news so i don't have a lot more details on that yet but we still got some time to go Rupert Murdoch is not dead, unfortunately. He just retired. Dang. Yep. So he he says he's he said he's going to still play an active role in his two conglomerates, News Corp and Fox Corp, and as a, the chairman emeritus. But his son Lachlan, which is of his two sons, the conservative one, his son James is not. But he's going to be the new chairman of of both companies. What is his son, James? All they said is that he is very decidedly not conservative. Hmm. So I wonder how far on the other side. Fifty. Can't be that point zero 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 one percent to the left. Oh, I don't know. Dang. I really don't know. But yeah, the effects of what this man has done to the human terrain in this country is disgusting well, the just, world yeah that too obviously Honestly, yeah. <laughs> of course like he started out of australia uh he branched into new zealand real quick then jumped into uk then he made his uh move into the u.s through the through uh san antonio he bought a newspaper there and he started expanding and he's he's in his 90s do does spontaneous combustion become more likely as you get older that's I'm hoping I'm hoping I, I don't I don't think it would be spontaneous combustion I think it would be a Satan opening his <laughs> full pit under him you know oh I'm here for my uh here for my three o'clock Mr. Murdoch that's the fa- <laughs> that's the uh, fatality with which Satan will speak to Murdoch we're we're way over time but 
there are some things we can save them you, if you guys want to save them we can it's a hurricane of failure we touched on it briefly so when that hit north carolina the there was a joint resolution from the senate um that was directed to the department of the treasury that we could talk about at another time it uh, i'll see if it's gained traction since then next time we convene and another one a conservative activist uses 1860s era law to um end affirmative action in as many places as he can this popped up he was targeting some venture capital funds that uh, support uh black women in small businesses so yeah i think he, he lost a case i think the women won if not mistaken yes oh you know what yeah. you're right i did i did read that um they said that the grant or the money given to the black women small businesses is discretionary gifts and thus we can put whatever requirements we want all right That's... i think he's the same guy that authored uh the bill that went up to the supreme court about ending affirmative action as well i think he was a part of that also yes he has been involved in he's been in that arena for a long time uh i think it was he got it done recently with harvard and some other very prestigious ivy league school but either way i hope he burns his tongue and never talks again okay let's get out of here um socials let's plug some shit um, Tasha, you got anything you want to plug? Not right now, no. Uh, Bryson. Nope. Oh. Thank you, though. Damn it! I was hoping you guys would have stuff to say, so I had time to look up the common defense and vets forward uh, handles, uh, social media we can handles. Just talk, right? Yeah. Talking. Yeah, just make noises. Doesn't I guess. have to go in, does it? Or you could just uh, send me what it is you found, and I can do a voiceover and send that to you, and you add that to the video. Um. All right, Vets Forward on Twitter. I'm not calling it X. Vets underscore F W D Fox Whiskey Delta. Vets Forward. That's uh, one of the groups here in Arizona that partners frequently with dot 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 common defense it's just at common defense of course it is and of course i didn't know it okay um as for me this show any other show that i do my, the handles are lvx media net on any platform if you can't find me on that platform because i'm not on it but if you do want to find me lvx media net um last thing brain fart. I had a Mitch McConnell moment, sorry. The uh, lvxmedia.net that's the that's the overall site that has every like all of these things that I'm doing and that's where this is going to be of all of many places it's going to be and oh. progressivepatriots.us that'll take you straight to the uh, Progressive Patriots page if you don't want to sift through all the boxing and MMA news. All right, if there's nothing else, that is going to do it. The inaugural episode of Progressive Patriots. Things might have changed by the time you hear this. I'm pretty sure they will. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe Rupert Murdoch will be dead.
man. All right. Thank you both very much for joining me this evening. And uh, we will talk soon and see when we can get together again. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Good. Good night. Hi, thanks for listening to this episode of the Progressive Patriots Podcast, a Lux Media production. If you have any questions or comments on the topics we discussed, or if there's something that you would like to hear us talk about on another episode, you can text or call our anonymous, unattended phone line, 833-589-7637. That's 833-LUXPODS. For other shows in the Lux Media Network, go to lvxmedia.net.